Let's go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Channel 5 Zone, Cameron Justice joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Hello, Cameron. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Before we get to the Browns, I have to ask you a very serious question, which anytime All anyone right. ever puts it that way, it's never, never serious. That's what I'm, I'm expecting, not serious. So. Yeah, yeah. It actually would be really funny if I was like, so how about your political takes? Like, it actually, if I actually really went serious on you. Uh, so Can we just randomly get disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a text from you later being like, uh, that was that was me saving my job and my career. I know, <laughs> exactly. you, I know you understand. And I'm like, yes, yeah. Don't worry. We're not going rogue here. Uh, so... You saw, I, I saw earlier today, Taylor Swift with this, uh, she's having a USA Today reporter, someone to just uh-huh. follow her uh, from the USA Today, kind of like our buddy Chris Fedor did when he followed LeBron. His job at Cleveland.com was just do, like, if LeBron moved, he went to the bathroom, Chris <laughs> Fedor had to report on it, okay? That was the job, and he did a great job at it. Would you trade the job you have now for that job if the money was equal? <laughs> Did you um, see that I applied or something? No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I you you would um, get it. You know that, right? Like you would get is, it if you applied. <laughs> that is a honestly like there are two dream jobs. What I'm doing now, covering Cleveland sports and covering Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it would be it would be a coin flip for me. It would be very t- it would be very tough to turn down a full-time Taylor Swift reporting job. The only problem that I see with it is the longevity of covering Taylor Swift full-time. Like, where's the where's the appetite for that? Is it going to be the same? Is it just now because of this Eras tour and the hype and the craziness? Like, once this Eras tour dies down, her reputation tour wasn't this crazy. It was a great tour. It was big, but it wasn't this crazy. So, like, if her next tour isn't this big, does that job go away? Mm, job stability, number one. Or, Cleveland sports, they've been here forever. And, it's, and Cleveland sports isn't going anywhere. What if she does the Adele thing? And listen, I, I appreciate what Adele does. But Adele works for, like, six months, and then she's just gone for six years. And she's just gone. She yeah. just does her thing. She lives her life. I love that for her. Yeah. I know. Like, it's a it's a dream job, but it's like, logistically, it doesn't feel like it's like a smart move. So I, I agree yeah. with that. I would well, don't apply because so they'd be stupid not to hire you for it. You might actually get it. So don't apply for it. We, I love my job and I love what I do now. Yeah. So I as much as I love Taylor Swift, I, I, I really do. I, I, I love covering the Browns, the Cavs, the Guardians, and all these Northeast Ohio sports a little bit more. I mean, you'd sell the you'd sell the whole job interview on, like, uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Football? Me? Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> Just best of both worlds kind of thing. I can't believe he did it. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot believe it. Cleveland Heights own. Just landing Taylor Swift. I, if the reports are true, Cameron, I can't believe he actually did it. You know what? I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Why would that surprise you? I'm just here for the breakup songs. That's all I'm here for. I can't. I can't that, wait to see I, how she works. That's that a dream. That's a dream couple. <laughs> you want to know why? You want to know why I don't love it? Okay, I don't love the idea of Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes being besties. Only because, and I like Brittany a lot more than I did based off of the Netflix documentary. I think she. I think she's like really sweet. But then that also means that then she's gonna like low key become friends with Jackson Mahomes, and I don't need that for Taylor Swift. See, I don't. The, the wives and girlfriends aren't always best friends. There's dynamics there too. That's true, but like, there's a you know? there's a hierarchy at play here, and Brittany wouldn't like t- you know, like that's that's tough. She wouldn't like it, but she would have no choice. Taylor uh, yeah. Swift would be the, the top of the hierarchy. Are you kidding me? She's Sorry, instantly, Brittany. She's instantly the top of the hierarchy. All right, <laughs> Cameron, I put a poll out there, and I want to know what you think about this, okay? Because the poll is kind okay. of it's split. 
The poll I had was, is it an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders? And now I've maintained that I'm not saying they're the favorites. I'm just saying you have to reprogram yourself and how you think if you're a Browns fan here. All these years of losing takes a toll. I get it. I'm just, let's try this one out. I, if, if I can't find an auto loss on the schedule, and what I mean by that is one where you look on the schedule and you're like, oh, we're going to lose that game. If I can't find one of those, and I believe this team is as good as I believe they are, why can't I think they're a Super Bowl contender? That's fair. I don't think that's out of the question. And I think that it's week one, so everything you say, good or bad, is an overreaction, right? Because we don't, there's no, there isn't, enough of a track record to see, you know, okay, this is actually what's going to happen this season. We're one game in, so good or bad, you could consider it an overreaction. But I don't think that it's a stretch to say that because that is the absolute goal of this team. That is 100% what they have built themselves around is being a Super Bowl contending team. They have revamped their entire defense around a new defensive coordinator who has gotten everything that he wants out of these guys in, in one game. You know, the, the buy-in has been here all along, and then it translates to the field immediately. When you have a defense that can be that dominating, first, I, there's obviously the very well-known saying, defense wins championships. That's what this team can do. This team, if this defense is as strong as it was in week one throughout the season, they are absolutely poised to be Super Bowl contenders. Now, the offense, it wasn't maybe as strong as it should have been. There was weird weather inclements. I mean, there's, and that was my one question mark entering the game was, how is, how is this offense going to operate early? How is Deshaun Watson going to, to step up? And I think they did enough of a job, an, a serviceable job, and they got them. They helped get the win. They didn't hinder a win. They helped mm-hmm. with the win. The defense led, obviously, but I think the offense did plenty. And for it to be week one, and those question marks be there, and to see some of those things, you know, Deshaun Watson had some some low and short passes, yes, weather included. Joe Burrow struggled as well. But what what made me feel a little bit more hopeful, I think, is the pass to DPJ. Yeah, those are the passes that he has made throughout practice, throughout preseason. These are like these are this is what he's capable of doing, and you see these moments. And you're like, okay, this is, if he's this, this team can be successful. So to see it in a game where he was struggling, where both quarterbacks were Joe Burrow, who is considered among the top quarterbacks in the league, also struggling, that to me shows promise. And there's no reason that it can't get better. I also like the decision-making, the adjustments from Kevin Stefanski, from the coaching staff. I think the pieces – showed up in week one, all of the little things that matter and are collectively what makes this team poised to be good and possibly great, they showed up in moments, the defense the entire time, but everything else, consistency on special teams, good coverage, mm-hmm. Dustin Hopkins making his field goals. These are the things that, like, that's what you need. That's what was missing last year. That's what you need this year. And it's week one, and you've seen it against a tough opponent in weird conditions, this is a really, really, really good foundation for the Browns as they move on through the season. And I don't think you're crazy to say Super Bowl contenders. It's early, obviously. It's one game in. But if this is, if this is what we see, the glimpse of what we've seen, 
if this is what continues throughout the season, yeah, absolutely. There's no reason that they shouldn't be. Cameron, what was the mood like with Miles after the game? Because he like playing, he got to, he had to line up over center. That one play lined up over center actually helped Oboe get the sack. Like you could see it all ripple through. But just from like a pure fun standpoint, and I don't know, maybe this is just something that Jim Schwartz is implementing. From a pure fun standpoint, it looked like I don't know guys on the defensive line, just guys on the defense in general. They also think they were having a blast out there. They are having so much fun. I asked MJ Emerson about it actually, and he said that. They have – Jim Schwartz has – it's part of his program that if you don't celebrate after a big play, he considers it a loaf. <laughs> That's it. Like, okay. that you have up. to celebrate under Jim Schwartz. That's huge. That's why they're having so much fun. And that, like, that I, – I loved that. I'm going to do a story about it this week about, like, actually, because it's, it's crazy. Like, that's crazy to me that this kind of culture has been established so quickly – these guys eat it up. They love it. They love to have fun. They love to make big plays. The defense is going crazy out there, and you can see it, and there's good reason. They make big plays. They celebrate. It fuels them, and it inspires them to do more. Other guys want to be able to celebrate. You saw Miles Garrett hit the crossover. Yeah. <laughs> and have, and just, he's taunting. He doesn't even have to celebrate. He hasn't even made a play yet. He's taunting because he knows he's going to make the play. You got Greg Newsom standing up after he bats that ball down, and he just go just going crazy. Jeremiah Wusukormal running up and down the field. Like, the energy is there. And it's great. And I think that is – I think Miles and everybody is having so much fun. Zadarius Smith coming off, coming off the field, pounding on the glass, getting – like, fans riled up trying to get in the, in the club, and they wouldn't let him in the club. That was such <laughs> like, a great video you posted. I love that. It, it was so fun. that This is what this defense has been missing is the energy, is the desire to play for each other, and like just, just the really the, the deep they've, – they've been friends. They've been friendly. They're good teammates. But now you add fun, excitement, and just like pure chaos, <laughs> basically, in the mix with Jim Schwartz. And I, they, they've all bought in, and they all love it. Like the, they, all they can talk about is Jim Schwartz. They love what he's giving them and what he's allowing them to do. As we continue to do like the autopsy of game one, uh, what is one thing, since you're right there, what is one thing that you feel like the, the sports talking heads and the people that are diving into it and, and the spaces that we are, are kind of, maybe not even glossing over, but maybe not talking as much about that you saw out of the week one win? Kevin Stefanski. Mm, nice. I think it's Kevin Stefanski. Everyone, everyone gives him grief every year about his play calling. I think his play calling is has never been an issue for me. It's just some of those decision makings, the crunch time, the fourth downs, like the big ones. Mm-hmm. He went for points this time. He made adjustments after he realized, okay, this not rain, but this weird mist of whatever the weather, whatever you could call that, because it wasn't rain. <laughs> he made adjustments and, and that, and, and, He's utilizing the offense in different ways. Nick Chubb's still having that prominent run game. Obviously, he's up for FedEx Ground Player of the Week. You love to see it. That's shout probably out. Gonna be a, shout out you FedEx. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not shout out FedEx, but shout out the fans who can vote for him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a link. You can, the make, most, you can make the most, the winner. I, I hope you have no association with it because it's the most made-up award I've ever seen in my life. It absolutely it is, but it's nowhere. still fun. It's still fun <laughs> to say that it's happening. <laughs> yeah. but, but you have him You have him involved in the run game, and then you have him, as we saw through training camp, we saw through practice, and getting him more involved in the passing game. Him, He has four targets, caught all four of them. Stump Mitchell said, 
you know, is this something he's working on? Does he want to be better? And Stump said, no, he doesn't need to be better. He can always catch. He just hasn't done it before. Like, he, he hasn't been used in that role. Well, I think you start to see him used in that role now. And I like that Kevin Stefanski is being able to see what his players are able to do and use them in different ways. Elijah Moore, we've seen that all summer long. Mm-hmm. You know, him in the slot, him in the backfield, wherever he's at, he's he's a threat. And I think that not only using a guy that's clearly versatile, but using your guys who have kind of held their own role, Nick, Nick Chubb and first and second downs, and that's it. I think being able to use them in different ways is is what I see as growth. Uh, and I don't know that a lot of people are talking about that. I, I think a lot of people still have him as, like, on the hot seat. But I think he is, like, if, if things were to go, you know, south. But I think that he has been the coach that this team has needed and has done a really good job. It just there are circumstances that you can't you can't account for. Mm-hmm. Injuries. You knew there was going to be a suspension, but how do you work around that? That's it was an unprecedented situation with Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett. I think he's worked through those, and now is the test to see if that 2020 season is the real Kevin Stefanski. And I think it is. I think that's the coach of the year. That like innovative guy that got the most of his players. I think that is the coach that he is. And I think should situations not circumvent that. You'll see it again this year. I know it's early, Cameron. Uh, what storyline are you dialed into for the Steelers game on Monday night? You know what? Defense, again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see another dominating performance. I, wanna, I want them to – because it's supposed to rain again, too. So. Oh, is it supposed to rain? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, weather, yeah rain's in the forecast We're right now. We're never going to get like, a clean Deshaun game, are we? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. But which means, you know, these are good things for uh, for to see that Kenny with the his famous small hands. <laughs> you almost said baby hands, didn't you? you <laughs> I almost did. You're, you're too I much of a pro to... for that. You're too much. I'll say it for you. You're too much of a pro for that. The small hands that <laughs> they're impacted in weather. That's what people were. Now people are attributing. You know, Joe Burrow doesn't have the largest hands. They're saying mm-hmm. oh, maybe that was why he struggled so much in that weather game. <laughs> so to have the defense go up against another quarterback who has maybe some issues playing in weather and obviously had some issues last week in his first his first week there, I think that's the storyline is just to watch that defense and see how they can dominate again. And this is, to me, week one was a statement, hey, this is the defense. They are good. I think week two is, don't forget, this is the defense they're good and it's just a a continuous AFC North statement and then we'll see what happens against Baltimore but I think it continues if you set that statement week one against the Bengals who I assumed were contending for the top of the AFC North if you can play them like that you I don't think the Steelers I don't see that I kind of predicted that I thought they would be at the bottom of the AFC North to be honest entering this season week one was tough for them yeah uh, and it's just one game but if that's the way it plays that's the way I see it going so I think you can continue that statement and you can keep making it known that not only are you a good football team but you are leading your division and the AFC in general after week one it's only week one mm-hmm. but after week one looks pretty open things are chaotic in the AFC 
this is the time to make the statement and make yourself known that you are a good team. And I think that's what I'm looking for is that continued dominance from the defense and see if maybe the weather doesn't impact it so much and, and Deshaun Watson can have maybe a better game than, than week one. No doubt about it. Fantastic insight as always. Uh, Cameron, we check you out on Channel 5 and just appreciate you being so generous with your time. Thank you, Cameron. No, thanks for having me on.